When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Thursday morning, the 11th of February. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop it there. Rewind the tape. Uh, don't worry, uh, you're not losing uh, the plot. It is not Thursday, the 11th. It is, of course, the 18th of February. And that was me last Thursday introducing the programme. If you were listening then, you might remember we started that programme last Thursday morning by talking about HSE policy on how to accommodate healthcare workers who are COVID positive but cannot isolate at home probably because they live with vulnerable people. They should be accommodated in the City West Hotel. Last Thursday, which is why we're looking back on how we started the programme a week ago, we told you this wasn't happening. Let's return to the archive recording from a week ago and this is how we started the show then and it's how we started the show the week before that too. Last week in my local radio station LMFM they made a number of claims in relationship to the HSE temporary accommodation programme. First they have claimed that the HSE is using a local hotel under the scheme to accommodate healthcare workers who are COVID positive and also healthcare workers who are not COVID positive. They've also claimed that a healthcare worker who contacted the COVID virus while at work was told to stay at the hotel to isolate as they live with people who were considered vulnerable. I have contacted the HSE, but we need full transparency and clarification in this matter. That was independent TD Peter Fitzpatrick last week. You probably heard that last week. Last week, the Taoiseach said there was no problem. The policy is that healthcare workers who are COVID positive are put up in City West Hotel if they need accommodation. HSE have said that under no circumstances uh, are COVID-19 are COVID uh, positive healthcare workers accommodated in hotels by the authorities. So it seems the HSE is very categoric in its statement that they do not do that. But that runs contrary to the, the story in, in, in local media. As it turned out, the Taoiseach was wrong. Uh, Taoiseach, uh, late last night, the HSE came back to the local radio station and confirmed that the, that the, uh, that the incident that the, that the re- reference is true. Taoiseach, this is very, very serious. Michal Martin, and just to remind you about what was said last week, the Taoiseach realised there was a problem and that he had been wrongly briefed. Michal Martin then said he'd have the issue investigated and get back to Peter Fitzpatrick. It is indeed very serious. No, you're saying the HSE have confirmed? 
But, I, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm being told just now as well, so we, we've got to get this reconciled, okay, um, in terms of what the truth is. No, because they're, they're saying here that they weren't unaware at the time of anyone with a positive case uh, be, be going, going, going into that hotel uh, and that the, they did not arrange um, for um, healthcare staff to be accommodated in that hotel um, uh, you know, with, with a positive um, diagnosis. Uh, so we need this we need this uh, we need this resolved and we need this reconciled. Now the Minister of Health is here um, and I undertake that uh, this will be investigated and you will get uh, you will be contacted in relation to that investigation uh, and get an outcome to this. As I said to you earlier, this needs to be reconciled um, in terms of what the actual situation is and what happens. They're saying still I think up to minutes that they were unaware of this at the time that two positive cases were going in to uh, Thank you, Taoiseach. the hotel. That's the Taoiseach speaking in the Dáil a week ago. He was responding uh, to independent TD for Loud and East Mead, Peter Fitzpatrick, who's on the line with us once again this morning. A very good morning to you, Peter, and thanks uh, for joining us. A week on, what can you tell us? Well, Michael, as you said there earlier on in the programme, I raised the issue directly with the Taoiseach there last Wednesday. And in fairness, I think it was a very embarrassing time for the Taoiseach because the information that he got from the HSE wasn't enough to up to date information. He made a commitment uh, to myself that day that the Department of Health and Stephen Donnelly would, would contact me. Uh, in the meantime, Michael, I, I submitted uh, seven uh, questions that I felt they needed to be answered. And in, fa- in, uh, and in fairness, Michael, the, the HSE came back to me there on Tuesday evening with, with answers to my seven questions. And also, Michael, also give me uh, information uh, of, of a briefing that actually what actually happened over the weekend of, of the 15th to the 17th okay, just, ju- ju- just Just a, a point of order, a small point of order, but I, I think probably a significant point of order. I, if I, I'm not mistaken, uh, you were responded to by the Department of Health. Correct. Right, not the HSE. No, 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 the Department of Health. No. Yes, because there's a, very, there's a very important issue that we'll get to after we clear up what happened with this hotel and positive healthcare workers about communication from the HSE and why the HSE has not communicated in respect of these questions, but you've got answers from the Department of Health. So let's get back to the story then, if we can. Yeah, Michael, as I said, I put in seven particular questions yeah. and also the Department gave me a briefing on what happened over the weekend of the 15th to the 17th of January. And in fairness to myself, Michael, I forward on details to your programme there and I give you an update situation. The, the, the bottom line, Michael, is it, 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 to me, the answers I got with my uh, seven questions. If, if, if I can just go through the seven uh, mm. questions briefly to good self, Michael, and, and see how you get on, Michael. Yes. The first, the, the first question I asked them was uh, in, into, in relation to what happened in a dog, can you confirm if this has happened elsewhere? Mm. And the, the first thing they said to me, to the best of our knowledge, which, in other words, there's no confirmation. And he said that we, we are not aware of, of a similar situation elsewhere in Loud, whereby COVID-19 positive healthcare workers were booked into hotel accommodation. OK, but they do know the concerns uh, that we have raised with the HSE. Again, to reiterate, this is the response you've received from the Department of Health. Uh, and the next question you asked was why the Taoiseach was given different information by the HSE than what was given to this programme. Yeah, in, in fairness, Michael, uh, the question, the, the, the way the HS, sorry, the way, the, sorry, the way the department answered the, the question, basically, it gave me, give me no really answer. They, they can't, they can't actually give me a reason why it happened. So the question still remains unanswered to me, which, uh, which I think is very, very disappointing. Right. Uh, the whole question, then, Michael, did the hotel inform non-healthcare guests that it was being used as an isolating 
facilities. And they, they said to me, basically, this is a question for the hotel and the nursing home. Okay. That's a question that we couldn't get from uh, answered by the HSE either. We couldn't uh, find out if the hotel had informed its own staff that this was the situation. But it's clear from the response you've received from the department that the hotel was aware that it was facilitating COVID-positive patients. Correct. The HSE has stated that the hotel knew about uh, the, uh, this isolation and that the, that the patients had coronavirus. Uh, virus. Okay. Which, Michael, well, with Michael, which is very, very serious. Very, very and serious. This is questions too. Like mm. the hotel, the, the hotel doesn't seem to be open and transparent. So that's open another can of worms there, Michael. And it brings you to the next question, really, doesn't it? Which is who knew what, where, and when? It says, yeah, uh, who did a nursing home inform that they were using hotels for isolating purposes? Did they inform the HSE? And the, the response they got from the department was during a very challenging time for our services. A verbal discussion took place between a local HSE service and a private nursing home provider, whereby incorrect advice was given in relation to contacting a local hotel to accommodate staff, including two COVID-19 positive staff members in isolation arrangements. The request for the accommodation to be paid for necessary via the staff accommodation scheme was made by a HSE manager who was seeking to support a nursing home in severe difficulty. Mm. Like, you know, in other words, the HSE paid for eight days for, for these people to stay in the hotel. Eight days, Michael. Mm. Okay, let's backtrack a, a little bit uh, because uh, I might have jumped the gun a little bit by talking about uh, if the staff knew because you did ask specifically, we know from the last answer that uh, the hotel was aware, uh, but you asked uh, who in the hotel was aware and what was done to protect them. Uh, what was said about that? Well, basically, Michael, they, 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 they kind of, they, they kind of they didn't really answer me. They just said to me for me to contact the hotel myself. You know what I mean? Like, so, mm. so basically, but basically, which, 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 by the way, we did two weeks yeah. ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. Uh, I think it's 15 days ago, 16 days ago at this stage. But we, we, we contacted the hotel uh, and they said they had no comment on, on the issue. Well, as you said, Michael, the, the, the answer that the department gave me was this is a question for the hotel. This is something we're going to have to follow up. Like, uh, there's, there's guests staying in this hotel that hasn't got the coronavirus. There's guests in this hotel that has it. So I wouldn't think, Michael, if you, if you, if you hadn't got the coronavirus, if you were staying in a hotel and you thought maybe that the person next door to you or maybe the person that maybe you met in the corridor or mm. something that had the coronavirus, this is something very, very serious and this is something that has to be answered. OK, and they uh, also uh, gave some details about uh, what the HSC did when they realised what the situation was. Oh, yeah. I, I asked what action did the HS, I said what action did the HSE take when they found out that coronavirus uh, healthcare workers were, were being housed in the hotel and were moved to the City West Hotel? And the answer they gave me back was the workers were accommodated in an isolated facility in the hotel for eight, eight nights. What happened outside of the HSE? Sorry, what happened outside of the HSE policy? It should not happen, and we are sorry that this situation occurred. So basically, they're, they're apologising. They're putting their hand up. It's the first time that mm. they admitted that they made a mistake. This is something, Michael, that should have been after two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, all, all, I, all I just hope, Michael, is, and I, I, I hope that it didn't happen, that like, you know, this, this could have been a hot spot. This, this could have caused mm. very, very, very serious implications. Mm. Well, we never thought it was going to be such a, a big deal, and it's only turned out to be a big deal because the HSE 
has turned it into a big deal. Instead of taking our complaint on board and acting on it uh, and assuring us uh, that a mistake had been made and it wouldn't happen again, uh, they've ducked and dived uh, and there's no other way of putting it. Uh, and you asked them about that. You said, why did they deny the story when LMFM came to them? Why did they deny the story a second time when LMFM came to them? Uh, and then why did they acknowledge what had happened, had happened, when LMFM produced uh, documentation supporting the claim? Michael, and the answer they give to you, Michael, and the same again, is this, this, this thing of best of our knowledge. To me, to me, that's not an answer. To me, that's dodging, dodging, dodging the question. It says, to the best of our knowledge, we are not aware of a similar situation elsewhere where, whereby COVID-19 positive healthcare workers were built into hotel accommodation within the Midlands and Mead area. And, Michael, the most, I think the most astonishing thing is, at the very back of that there, it says, uh, background notes from the communication manager. And what the, what the communication manager is saying that, uh, that the information went to a different part of the HSE. And I'm saying, is the HSE not all one organisation? Like, for one, for, for, for one person in the HSE to blame another person, that's what happened with the T-shirt there last Wednesday. Like, you know, we, we seem to be in 60s and 70s there at the moment, but like, it's important that the HSE work as one unit and the communication, they should be all working together. Well, you know, uh, something happened uh, and it's been acknowledged, finally, uh, it's been acknowledged. Uh, you could say we had to drag it out of the HSE. The Department of Health, I think, has been very cooperative in how it's uh, responded to you. They've given you a very comprehensive response and much more to the response than the seven questions and answers that you've outlined for us this morning. They gave a detailed background of what happened and what was involved in it to the best of their knowledge. Uh, I think there are probably some outstanding questions in relation to that issue. But as you know, Peter, uh, I also believe that there are some very serious questions uh, about what has happened here uh, and why uh, appropriate steps have not been taken in relation to media queries because media queries are made on behalf of uh, the public uh, and uh, the media then provides information to the public in the way that we report and comment on what is happening uh, and we should have access to the decision makers and why decisions are being made so that we can hold the decision makers to account. But what has happened here is quite the opposite. And what should be a, a very good working relationship between this media organisation and every media organisation and the health authority, the HSE in this country, uh, is very questionable. The relationship between this programme and the HSE has broken down and I do not say this lightly at all. It has broken down and it needs fixing because there is a question of trust this morning. The trust that we had in the HSE has been undermined. We're left asking ourselves this morning, can we trust the HSE? Why should we trust the HSE? Is the HSE trustworthy? Our trust in the HSE has been undermined and I do not like saying that but that is the reality of the situation because they misled us. Then they misled us again. Twice they misled and when evidential documentation was put to them, they changed their mind. Then they misled the Taoiseach. The Taoiseach, as a result, misled the doll. Two weeks on, someone has banged heads together and now we have the information we were looking for two weeks ago. Information that the HSE apparently doesn't want us to have today. It's a dreadful situation. Michael, I agree 100% with you, Michael, and I think it's very important that, that like, you know, only for the media, given the people, like, listen to your programme this morning, an update on, on the situation, like, what happened in the dark on the weekend of the 15th to 7th of January, you know, that could happen anywhere in the country, Michael. So I think it's very important that the media take, take the attention. 
But Michael, I, I would honestly, Michael, push very hard for someone from the HSE, from the HSE, whether it's from the communication or whatever it is, to come onto your programme there. Because in fairness, they only for, as I said, the only for the likes of LMFM raised this issue with be no photo. Mm. And all I all I hope, Michael, is that uh, that the HSE has learned a lesson. I hope that like, it's very very important to get the right communication out. Like mm. as far as I'm concerned, was from from day one, you asked questions that people wanted answers for, and you won't get the answers. And in fairness, only for the likes of, of the radio station, like LMFM, kept at them and at them and at them. Mm. Three weeks, three weeks general. Well, I, 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 I'm at this a, a long time. I'm no expert, but I'm at a long time, and I've never uh, been treated the way we've been treated uh, in such a shoddy manner by the HSE. As a result of uh, that, uh, I've taken what I just said to you a moment ago, Peter, as I think you know, to the Minister for Health and to the Minister for Media. There are shadow spokespeople in the opposition, all of the local TDs as well as uh, the National Union of Journalists. I think you're 200% right, Michael, and uh, I will, Michael, raise this in the dawn. I think it's very important that the HSE contact our local radio station, LMFM, and other local radio stations throughout the country. Mm. Because I, don't know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if we can trust them if they do. What are they going to say? You know, I mean, are they going to tell us black is white, or are they going to come on and say, we uh, didn't tell you uh, what is by right information that should be in the public domain? Uh, we know that because the, the Department of Health has put that information in the public domain. Uh, and if they do say that, are they going to explain to us why that was the case or why they didn't want people to know? Because in a pandemic, the most important thing is trust and transparency so that you can take people with you if you're going to get on top of this thing. Well, I think, I think the answer that we got from the HSE that the information went to a different department it, it, it doesn't stand up. Like, I know the HSE is, is, a, is a big mm. department. Well, the Taoiseach misled the doll last week unintentionally. Uh, it was because he was wrongly briefed. Uh, we had a, a written statement from the HSE the, 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 the night previous confirming what you had put to the HSE or to, 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 to Taoiseach. The Taoiseach denied it uh, last Wednesday uh, and uh, now they're saying uh, it was something to do with verbal communication. We had it in writing the evening previous, that this had happened? Well, in fairness, Michael, I, I think, I think the, the HSE came out really, really bad in this day because if you look at the weekend you're talking about from the 15th to the 17th of January, like the first question was asked, how come there's no general manager uh, available? Because the situation was, if healthcare workers do contact the COVID-19 virus, uh, there's nobody to go there. So the nursing home, the nursing home took it on, on his own back to, 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 book, to book these people into the local hotel. And then when the HSE was contacted there on the Monday, the HSE then paid for the next eight days. So the problem is, yeah. is the HSE, it's a HSE, an organisation that works between Monday, Mondays to Fridays. When it comes to weekends or comes mm. after five o'clock, they can't contact them. Like, you know, they, like, these, these are people who's putting their lives on, 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 you know, they're, they're putting their lives on, on, on hold and stuff with their families and everything else. These people, these people could contact the coronavirus. These people could die. These people, these people are doing an absolutely fantastic job for mm. the people that are living in the okay. country. But I just, I just can't understand how the HSE would throw these people under the, under the bus as such. And plus the fact that it's not only them, it's also the, 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 the other staff members, the hotel, the hotel staff, the, the, the guests mm. in hotels and everything else. And, and public servants. If I could just finish it on this, because I'm way over time, but let's not forget, these are public servants. Uh, I'm sure they're handsomely paid public servants who are denying the public the right to the information that they're entitled to. Uh, we will come back to this, Peter, uh, but I have to leave it there for the moment and thank you uh, for coming back to us uh, today. That's Independence ED for Loud and East Me, Peter Fitzpatrick. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.